if you can show humanity with your brand, then people will like your brand more. The traditional mindset of what is video marketing has not gotten across to a lot of these bigger companies yet. And they're still stuck, like I said, in the 1990s or early 2000s where your uh, commercials are shown to an audience that is forced to watch it. That's Scott Simpson, video marketer and YouTuber. And Scott joins me for episode 101 of the Engage Video Marketing podcast as we continue our YouTube month for the month of July 2019. Are you ready for this? Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to episode 101 of the Engaged Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos, and I'm here today to continue our YouTube series as all throughout the month of July, the guests that I'm bringing onto the show to share with you are all experts around the world in the world of YouTube. So if you remember back in episode 99, before our episode 100 celebration, just a couple of episodes ago, I interviewed the amazing Tim Schmoyer, and I've been getting heaps of awesome feedback from that episode. So if you haven't yet listened to the first of this YouTube month series uh, with Tim Schmoyer back in episode 99, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 99 and listen there first. But today, I'm excited to bring you Scott Simpson. Now, Scott, is a full-time YouTube content creator with over 100 million organic views on YouTube. He's also the founder of Rafiti Media, where he works with entrepreneurs, businesses, and brands on how to use online video to increase exposure and sales. And finally, he's also the CEO of Video Marketing World Conference. This is a two-day video marketing convention that's held in Dallas in August. So just next month, if you're listening to this, podcast when it comes out live. So if you are in the States or you can get to the States, I highly encourage you to check out uh, Scott's conference. Some awesome speakers lined up for that event in August. So uh, more information in this episode, but I'm excited to bring Scott on because he really has a wealth of knowledge in the world of YouTube and particularly in using YouTube for businesses. And that's what I want to focus this episode on today, because as business owners, considering YouTube as an opportunity for our business, we need to be approaching the content that we create for YouTube with the platform in mind. Now, YouTube is its own beast, and it's important to recognize that. So in today's episode, I'm going to dive in with with Scott and really explore how how we should be using YouTube as a business today. What's the opportunity that's available to us? And Scott's got some great insight to share. So let's get into the episode and my interview with Scott Simpson from Video Marketing World and Rafiti Media. All right, Scott Simpson, welcome to the show. It's good to have you join us. Thanks, Ben. I'm happy to be here. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy you're here too. This is going to be a fun conversation as part of the focus that we're diving into in the Engage Video Marketing Podcast on YouTube this month. So um, I know that you have a lot of experience in YouTube that you can share with us today, and we're going to really guide this conversation in a way that's going to be useful for people listening, practical advice that they could take away and do better in YouTube for their business. Uh, but before we get into that, give us your backstory. What led you into what you do in the world of video today? You know, it's interesting. I kind of fell into YouTube um, about five or six years ago, really. My wife and I had, uh, we'd written a book in 2010 and we were, it was a motivational book and we were starting to um, do more motivational speaking, going around to groups and organizations and speaking about our book and, and some of the principles in our book and just overall principles of success. And uh, about five years ago, my son was born. And, um, and I realized that I couldn't travel as much as I wanted to, because I wanted to be at home with my wife, taking care of her, taking care of our newborn and my, my older kids. And so then it, it kind of dawned on me that why would I limit myself to a room full of 20, 30, you know, hundred people when I could have an audience, a captive audience coming to a YouTube channel as often as I was posting and I could reach a much wider audience on YouTube. So I transitioned my entire motivational speaking business to YouTube and that's really how we started. And we started doing motivational videos and then that kind of transitioned into family life because we, we would, Back in the day, you know, on YouTube, it was you could kind of have a variety of different uh, subjects and still do okay. So I would post a video, a motivational video, and then I post a video of a family, and people would really like that. Then so it just kind of transitioned into more of a, a family-oriented vlog, and um, and so for the last almost five years, we've been we've been doing YouTube family vlogging stuff and, and we still do motivational. Um, that's part of our message, our core message on our, on our channel. But, um, yeah, it's been great. You know, we've, we've grown our channel to about 300,000, just over 300,000 subscribers. We've got a hundred million views where we have seen ups and downs on YouTube, the, the Admageddon and all the crashes and all of the no comments on kids channels. And we've, we've just tried to ride the wave of YouTube, but, we have uh, we've learned a ton of awesome stuff along the way. And then, you know, I kind of transitioned that into consulting for businesses and, and then um, and then our conference this year, uh, Video Marketing World. So we have we just have so much going on. Uh, I love YouTube, love video marketing. And so I'm happy to talk about YouTube. Yeah. Well, let, well, let's do that. So, you know, when you think about the time you've spent on YouTube as, as you've been growing your personal brand and what you've been doing on YouTube and the advice you've been giving to businesses and, and your clients as well, what's been the biggest shift over the last number of years in, in YouTube and the way the platform's being used and engaged with, do you think? Yeah. You know, it's funny. There have been generations of, um, of YouTube. There was, you know, the original generation, which was like the cat videos, you know, where you could put a video up and uh, of your cat playing with a yarn ball or whatever, and, and it would get a hundred million views and it would be crazy huge. And then there's the generation of people who actually started turning it into a business. Um, and so they were, they were doing personal branding things. And that's really like kind of the era when, uh, businesses would approach YouTubers or they started to approach YouTubers to do brand deals and, and brand integrations where, you know, it, it kind of like the old, um, 
well, like uh, like uh, athletes have their their brand endorsements. It's it's basically the same thing, but for YouTubers. And then there's the the generation of um, of gamers, and and um, and I think now it has it's been established for long enough that there are systems and tactics that businesses are now understanding that they're implementing into their into their business video marketing strategies. Um, and they're using YouTube to to sell product and to drive traffic to their websites. So there's been a lot of like transition. It's been a really fun um, uh, fun thing to watch uh, evolve because it's it's just been fascinating. But um, you know, there's there's been a lot of things. I think now is a great time for businesses to get onto YouTube, and uh, it's just really cool. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about the way businesses are, have been and are using YouTube, I think for so many, unfortunately, they still see it as a hosting platform, first and foremost, like simply a place to upload their videos and to embed from there or to store them there, uh, which is obviously, you know, not using the platform to its maximum capability. So can you talk to that about the difference between YouTubers thinking of it as a hosting platform and what it what it really should be or is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I, I did my top 10, uh, the top 10 most important things that I learned being a social media influencer or doing video marketing the other day. And one of my, uh, one of my top tens was uh, that YouTube or video in general or social media in general is not a billboard. It's not, it's not a, the yellow pages, you know, where you just, you have one opportunity to grab the attention of somebody and the biggest ad, the biggest, boldest ad is what is going to attract their attention. That's not what social media is. And if you approach social media or video that way, you're going to lose every single time. Social media is about having conversations. It's about building loyal audience, building a community of people who follow you wherever you go. So one of the biggest things, mistakes that I see businesses make is like you said, is using YouTube as a hosting platform for their traditional videos that they, they haven't uh, gone away from, you know, the traditional advertising uh, videos, like, like you would see on television in the 1990s. And, um, and so their, their biggest mistake is not understanding how to use social media to build the communities. Yeah, and I think, you know, I see that all the time as well is, is just a lack of understanding about the, the shift between what used to be traditional broadcast type advertising, which is interruptive, kind of in your face, here's my message, shout it at someone, hope they listen, and uh, versus what it should be now, which is more around permission and good social content it needs to be about, you know, people wanting to engage with that content. And, uh, you know, when you think about the biggest mistakes that I see uh, brands and businesses make on YouTube, it's often coming down to that. It's not understanding why people are going to the platform in the first place. So what what mistakes do you see around uh, when businesses are planning for content, for video content destined for YouTube, where are they going wrong? What are the biggest mistakes? Yeah, so there, there are a couple of things that, I, um, that I've noticed. One of, the, one of the first things that anytime that I consult with a business, there's one piece of advice that I always give right off the right out of the gate. It's it's to make sure that your brand is represented by somebody who can show vulnerability, because when you have um, when you have a spokesperson who is perfect, people can't relate to perfection. 
because nobody in this world is perfect. And so you want to have somebody who is imperfect represent your brand that people can rally behind and they can build that community behind. And, and that's, you know, the biggest difference between, um, you know, Maybelline, a company who has only a few hundred thousand subscribers. I actually haven't looked at it now, but last time I checked, they had a few hundred thousand subscribers on their YouTube channel versus a 15 year old girl who has, who has 10 million subscribers on her makeup channel. And so it's like the, the, the 15 year old girl who can show vulnerability has more social influence than Maybelline, a billion dollar company. And, um, and I, a, um, the point is that if you can show humanity with your brand, then people will like your brand more. And it, what, what has happened is that um, the traditional mindset of what is video marketing has, has not been, has not gotten across to a lot of these bigger companies yet. Um, and they're still stuck, like I said, in the 1990s or early 2000s where you, your videos are shown, your, your uh, commercials are shown uh, to an audience that is forced to watch it, you know, because you, we didn't have um, the DVRs or the ability to fast forward through commercials back then. And so everybody, every commercial that was on TV, everybody had to watch it or they, you know, leave the room, go to the bathroom, do whatever. But uh, uh, now people aren't forced to watch your commercials. So you have to either show vulnerability and think outside of the box, or you have to do, you know, what the Harmon brothers have been doing with social video on Facebook, where, where they'll create an ad that is so funny, so clever that millions of people share it. And that brings in revenue. Those are really kind of the the biggest factors in success with video. Now it's completely changed and, and businesses really need to get on board and understand that in order to take advantage of the way that the current uh, trends of video marketing are going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it all comes down to attention, doesn't it? The idea that people just are used to not paying attention to advertising these days, where we're now becoming, uh, you know, accustomed to skipping or fast forwarding or just ignoring advertising. It's just the way that we're working in this digital kind of landscape. And because of that, you know, we need to consider our content as being you know, attracting attention, not demanding attention, right? So yeah. uh, I think that's that's so important that, you know, thinking about the content that you're using on these platforms with the audience first, right? Like what do they want to know? What do they want to hear from a brand or a business? And letting that dictate the content, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the key indicators on YouTube are your watch time, audience engagement, click-through rates, you know, those types of things. So if you're, if you're posting a video that has a 10% watch time or audience retention, then you know that your message isn't getting across. One of the, the greatest things that ever happened to marketing was, um, you know, was faith, the ability to see your audience retention, the ability to target people, uh, specific people on Facebook. Those things have just kind of blown up the uh, traditional ideas of, of marketing and, and the traditional strategies because we have so much more information. Um, you know, I was talking, I remember when I was, uh, when I was young and one of my first businesses that I had, I, I, I called a radio station. This was before Facebook. I called a radio station to see if they would play, make, create an ad and play it on their, 
on their uh, uh, radio programming. And I remember they were telling me about their key uh, demographics are between 18 and 25 year olds. Um, yeah, 18, 25 year olds. And they, um, you know, the peak listening hours are, you know, between uh, what is it? Seven and 9 AM when people are driving to work and, and five and 7 PM when they're driving home from work. And I was like, well, but how many people listen? And they're like, well, you know, we don't, we don't know. We don't have exact numbers, but it's like, now you can get exact numbers. You can get almost, you can pinpoint almost exactly who you want to to watch your ads or who you want your advertising to get in front of. So it's, uh, it's just fascinating to see what has developed and evolved. Yeah. Absolutely. And and let's dive down that path a bit further because a big mistake that I often see people make is is not paying attention to the data that YouTube provides them and allowing that data to inform their strategy moving forward. So can you break down for us what some of those key data points are that you should be paying attention to as a business and how that should potentially inform what you do next what what would you look at when you first dive in yeah so the the uh, the first couple of things that i look at are really the most important factors are your click through rate and your audience retention like i was saying before click through rate is is just based off of how many impressions you get versus how many people click on your thumbnail or click to watch your video so if you're getting a massive amount of impressions and and nobody's clicking on your thumbnail or your title then there's something off there either the content isn't what the people are looking for. You know, YouTube is showing it to a, a demographic of people who just don't care. So maybe you're, you're targeting the wrong audience through your titles and SEO, um, or you just don't have a thumbnail that is attractive enough. And, and to be hundred percent honest, you know, I was doing some channel auditing on, on some of the bigger insurance companies like Allstate and their thumbnails are just, they're awful. And, um, and they just they don't um, they don't have a thumbnail strategy that's uh, that's attractive, and so you can tell that their video views just don't represent what their brand is worth, what their value is worth, and um, and I mean these big multi billion dollar companies should be they sh- they should have an idea of how to run a uh, a YouTube channel correctly, but they're they just they just don't they miss it just based off of some of the other factors we've been talking about. The second thing that I look at is your audience retention. Are your uh, are your videos um, are they engaging? Are they keeping people on your videos, or are people leaving after a minute or two of a ten minute video? If either of those two factors are off, your click through rate or your audience retention, most of the time YouTube is going to they'll sh- they'll give you a big boost of of um, of impressions in the beginning, but if if those if those clicks and uh, the audience retention don't align, then YouTube is going to just slowly taper your video off, and they're not going to show it to anybody anymore until you make a change, or or um, you know, or unless there's some viral element that picks up a year later. But that's a different conversation. Um, so the the idea is like, uh, you know, th- those are really the the key um, indicators that um, that we look at when we're you know, when we're managing a channel, we're looking at a channel. And I think what's important about what you've mentioned there, particularly around impressions and click-through rate is, is that really doesn't have anything to do with the actual content within the video file, right? That has to do with, with thumbnails, titles and video SEO effectively. So, you know, how much, 
how much weight, I guess, do you put on what's in the video, the actual content of the video versus how the video is set up on the on the platform? Yeah, well, so audience retention is all about the, it's all about what's inside of the video, because if you don't have engaging mm. content that people are that they, they want to watch more of, then they're going to click away from it. So you have to have engaging content. That's a huge factor in it. The, the, and, and then, you know, um, the thumbnail is all about the psychological you know, relationship between who, who is looking and, and, or who is, is searching for something on YouTube and what you have to offer. It's like, if, if you can attract their attention psychologically through the thumbnail, then you're going to get a higher click through rate. Um, but if you want to keep them watching your videos, you have to have, you have to do certain things within your video to keep them engaged, to keep them watching. And that goes hand in hand with vulnerability and having entertaining um, content, um, being able to teach somebody something that, you know, they, they want to watch the entire video uh, to understand what it is that you're teaching. And I, I mean, there's just so much that goes into a successful YouTube channel. Um, but it's all very category specific. So, but, but I mean, if you don't have good content, if you, if you're not, um, producing video that people want to watch, then, you know, it's another factor that, you know, people aren't, aren't going to watch it, aren't going to stick around on your channel. Yeah. yeah, it's that interplay between retention, which is based off the quality of the content to engage and, you know, actually getting that content to be surfaced in front of the right people in the first place, which is more to do with the SEO and thumbnail kind of, uh, you know, impressions and click-through rates, right? So it's kind of, you, you kind of need to focus on both for success, would you say? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And what would you say to, to businesses who are, it's looking at YouTube as as a potential tool to use to to reach more people and grow their their standard business. So not their online or, or YouTube influencer business, but their standard bricks and mortar or regular business in a country town or in a town. What would you say to those people who are thinking that YouTube is is you know more of a avenue for people who want to become YouTubers or you know vlog every week or that kind of thing? Like where does it fit for traditional businesses yeah so what's kind of neat about youtube is that it has the, the way the platform is set up is very uh it's very community centric uh, for one and so if a if a, a brand wants to come in a traditional business wants to come in and build a youtube uh presence then they need to focus on that aspect of it is building that community building that loyalty one of the one of the companies that does this really really well is um I think it's Blendtec. I always get the two blenders mixed up, Blendtec or Vitamix. I'm pretty sure it's Blendtec. And they have a, 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 a YouTube show called Will It Blend? And they'll just get a blender. Yeah. They'll drop a brick in there or an iPhone or something that's trending. They'll turn their blender on and see if it'll blend up whatever it is that they dropped in there. And it's very charming, very entertaining, sometimes educational. But each of those videos gets thousands, hundreds of thousands some of them get millions of views because they're just so engaging and they've built, they've built this, this segment right into, you know, all of their marketing efforts and sells lots of, I'm sure it sells a lot, a lot of blenders. So if you, if a, a business, a traditional business wants to be on YouTube, there are, um, there are a few things that, that they can, 
they can or a few mindsets that they need to establish in order to do that. Number one is they either need to be teaching something entertaining or uh, inspiring, right? So they need to have value in what they're doing. It cannot just be an ad that you would think that they should put on television. It needs to be something that's educational or entertaining or like I said, inspiring so that way they can build a core audience or community around what they're doing. Um, and then, uh, and then from there, it's, it's very simple to have calls to action in each one of your videos. I've, I've set up business channels before where, where we have done nothing but educate and then sell product, you know, pitch product. And those videos actually do really, really well, hundreds of thousands of views. And it drives products to our product sales to Amazon, um, you know, clicks to our clients' websites. And, um, and you can set that up relatively easily. You don't need to have a, a, a massive production budget or anything like that. It can be done, um, it can be done on a, um, kind of a lower budget scale, uh, bigger brands, you know, they might want to, they might want to focus a little bit more on, um, on producing higher quality content, but again, without losing the human element of it, as soon as you lose the human element of it and it becomes too professional, then people will turn it off because it's, it's not real enough. Um, so yeah, so those are a couple of, a couple of factors for that. Yeah, and I think what you're hitting on there is another big mistake that I often see uh, businesses make, which is creating content basically for them, for, you know, from their perspective as a business. So they're thinking, well, what do we want to say to these people who are potentially going to watch our video? Whereas, you know, I think you'd probably agree with me that it needs to be about what people want to hear from you looking at it from the other perspective, right? Exactly. So, you know, where, where do you see, I guess, first of all, businesses making that mistake? And what do you say to help them flip their mindset around around that aspect? Well, so there's there's a couple of different, um, there's a couple of different like uh, video marketing tactics. And I, 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 call, I call them the sprint method and I call them the marathon method. And the sprint method is, is more like traditional media, traditional marketing, where you create an ad that's hilarious or, or highly engaging or shareable. Now it's the, that's the factor or what you're going for now. And, um, kind of like what the Harmon brothers do or what Travis Chambers does, they, they create these ads that are highly shareable and then they blast them out on Facebook. And so those are more of like the traditional element where it's, it's just highly shareable, but they're really, you know, they're good, they're good videos. And then the marathon content is more of like the educational, like long, it's the long term content where you're, the, you're looking at the, um, um, the, the end game is years away where you're just focused on putting out content maybe once, one to three times a week. In order, and, um, and then you might not see a sale for a little bit, but the relationship is more important. So the sprint is, you know, where you want instant results. You know, you put out the, the content and you drive sale marathon as the long-term strategy. The, um, um, the point that I'm trying to make is that the, with the, the marathon content has to all be about value. It has to be focused on providing something that your audience will want to see, what they're looking for, what they will engage with, what they can rally behind. And Sprint doesn't necessarily need to be that way as long as it's entertaining or as long as it's, you know, blast out to the right the key demographics the marathon is all about creating value so the the biggest uh, factor that i always tell any brand is that 
no matter what you do, you want to be creating something that is valuable, that your audience will uh, want to see and, and that they'll be, um, uh, that they, they can, you know, they can follow you and build a loyal relationship with you. Yeah, and YouTube really is all about the long game. I think you're particularly as you as you're building a channel, like there you can use YouTube for campaigns, right? Which is more of your sprint sprint approach. But YouTube, I think thinking of it as a long game is always gonna win out it over that longer period of time. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. YouTube is um, YouTube's definitely for the the long game players. Yeah. So with that in mind, I think, you know, and, and going back to that idea of, you know, creating content that people want value in your content that's going to provide value to your target audience, can you share with us some tactics that businesses can use to uh, to use YouTube to figure that out? Because I think sometimes the easiest is just to default to trying to just brainstorm on a whiteboard what we think our customers might want to hear from us. But are there some better ways to go about that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So this is where the community aspect comes in. And this is what I was saying, like social media is, is not, it's not a billboard. I, I can't emphasize that enough. It's um, it's about having those conversations. And so part of your YouTube strategy needs to be having open conversations and um, asking for people to leave comments and asking hard questions that might lead to difficult responses that some businesses don't want to hear, but asking them anyway, because they need the information in order to progress and succeed. So one of the things that, that, uh, that we do in our own channel and that I advise any of the companies I work for to do is to ask engaging questions to get your audience to respond in a genuine way. And your audience will tell you, if, if you have a loyal audience and they're following you and um, they don't like what you're doing or they don't like what you've been putting out, they will let you know. And like I said, it can be hard to hear sometimes, but it's also necessary to hear. So it's, uh, it's about having the conversations, you know, uh, putting out polls that your audience can, can um, um, can answer can can leave their opinions on and then uh, moving forward uh, you know pivoting to how how you, however you need to based off what your audience says. Yeah, and I think I I see a lot of um, businesses kind of pulling back on putting themselves out there and asking questions and engaging in that community aspect, particularly more traditional, perhaps conservative businesses. They that's one of their biggest mistakes is potentially, you know, the fear of this public forum that is YouTube with open comments and, you know, what if people are going to troll our videos and, and, that, and that sort of stuff as well. And you talked at the beginning of this episode around the importance of having that vulnerable character from your brand or business being front and, and foremost in your video strategy. So what, what do you say to those companies that are making that mistake of fearing the public nature of their content on YouTube. Yeah, I think that there are enough examples of people exploding on YouTube to say that, you know, the proof is is in the pudding. It's um, this is the way of the future. And so you really need to and, and most businesses really like you talk to anybody who's in the baby boomer generation who's operating a business and they will most of them will tell you, I wish that I would have gone on social media five, 10 years ago when it was just picking up. 
up and learned it really well because now they're behind the times and they have to work extra hard in order to catch up. Uh, so a lot of these traditional businesses that aren't using social media correctly are going to sink until they realize it. And then they're going to have to play a little bit harder. But one of the other things is like, there's a lot of these, a lot of companies here who, um, who are involved in, in, you know, illicit, you know, problems in their businesses that social media is just blowing up, you know, criticizing them for their behaviors. And they're not, they're, they're still not understanding. They're still not getting it. So social media is still playing a, a role in direct, in the direction of those businesses, but they're not utilizing social media to correctly to kind of rebound from some of the problems that they're having. And I mean, I can think of a couple of examples right off, off the top of my head, but I, you know, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. There, there are a lot of, um, uh, there, there are a number of companies, you know, that have been affected pretty dramatically by social media posts from, you know, celebrity figures and, and, um, uh, uh, big influencers. So you just, you, you have to embrace it and you have to be willing to, uh, to move according to, you know, the way that social media is kind of dictating now. Yeah, absolutely. It can't be ignored. And I think, you know, there's a whole, a whole different episode in there about exploring that kind of negative impact of social media on businesses that aren't, you know, forward thinking and proactive with their engagement on social media, but we won't get into yeah, that yeah, today, but sure. that could be a, could be a fun conversation. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the underlying message there is that, you know, the fear of, of putting yourself out there or using content to promote your business in the digital space, whether it's YouTube or otherwise, uh, should not prevent you from doing that. You know, obviously you need to go into it strategically and with some planning around how you're doing that, um, not just open slather and, and, ill-prepared because a business potentially their reputation is at risk, but don't allow that fear to, to stop you from, from using the platforms to, to your advantage. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a few different uh, reasons why a lot of businesses, especially the smaller businesses don't get into video and, and uh, you know, they, they, um, they either think it's too expensive or they don't know how to use video correctly. Um, and, or they just don't have the time. You know, that's one I hear a lot is I don't, I don't have the time for that. It's like, it can be actually really simple to have a video strategy strategy implemented into your business. As simple as, you know, filming a number of videos on one day and then releasing them strategically throughout the month. But um, either way, you know, I was just reading a statistic earlier today that was um, actually, I think I've got it pulled up here. Let me just look real fast. It's um, it, this is a HubSpot um HubSpot um, um, statistic, it says 85% of consumers want to see more video content from brands. And then Buffer statistics is 25% of companies publish videos every week. So the point is that uh, there, there isn't a balance right now. There's people want more video and they're not getting it from the companies that they want to see it from. So this is a prime opportunity for businesses to jump on board and say, all right, this is the year I am doing video strategy. Video is like the number one type, uh, the number one highest type of content that's consumed on, on, um, on the internet right now. So if you're not doing video, you should be doing video. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And that's the whole purpose behind everything that I do with this podcast as well. So well said, Scott. And I think that's a nice place to, to bring this episode to a close. But 
Before we do, I want to give you an opportunity to share a bit more about about video marketing world because I know that we do have quite a number of listeners who are in the States and also people that are willing to travel to the States and I hope to get there one day as well. But tell us about about the conference. Awesome. Yeah. Video Marketing World is a, uh, it's a conference that is for uh, businesses and business-minded creators who are interested in using video to increase their ROI. So we, we give strategy and tactics that, that our attendees can take home and uh, implement immediately to start seeing some positive results. We've got some of the best uh, video influencers and video marketers from all over the place coming, uh, people with millions of subscribers on YouTube, um, you know, who are killing it on, some of them are killing it on LinkedIn, some of like uh, Benton Crane from the Harmon Brothers, he's actually one of our keynotes this year, and um, he's going to just, you know, be awesome with uh, talking about building your brand on, on, uh, on Facebook and on online using social video and it's in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be a great event. This is our third year. So we're really excited about it. And anybody who's interested, you can come to the website, uh, video marketing.world and, um, and get your tickets. So we'd love to see you there. Cool. And it's coming up soon in 23rd, 24th of August. So yes. if you're interested to jump on in, then head on over to that. And we'll have the links in the show notes page for this episode, along with everything else that Scott's going on. Scott has got going on is probably a better way to say that. Hey, Scott, it's been uh, awesome to have you join us on the show today. And maybe we'll get you back again um, sometime soon to, to dive into some of these other areas that we've just brushed on today. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, Ben. Cool. Thanks for your time, man. Yep. Hey, thanks so much again to Scott for joining me for episode 101 of the podcast. Now, next week, we are going to be continuing our YouTube month as I bring on another guest to focus all around the world of YouTube. So if you're doing anything on YouTube or you're planning on doing anything on YouTube for your business or for your clients in the future, then you must listen next week. Every Tuesday, a new episode is dropping. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on your player and... If you want all the links and the information that we shared in this episode, head on over to the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 101, episode 101. So head on over there. You'll see the links to Video Marketing World, Scott's conference, as well as everything else that he's got going on as well. Before I leave you today, I really want to encourage you, if you've got value from this episode or any other episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, first of all, I want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to share and the guests that I bring on. I do this because obviously I get a lot of value from having these conversations that are really interesting to me, but I also know that it's providing value to you guys listening as well. So if you have got value from this podcast, reach out to me and let me know. I love having conversations with listeners of this podcast on various social platforms or just email podcast at engagevideomarketing.com. And do you mind if I ask one small favour? It's ratings and reviews for this show that help the show get in front of more people on various platforms. And I'd love for you to leave me a rating and a review, particularly on the Apple podcast platform. You can do so by heading to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes and follow the links there. Or if you're listening on the Apple podcast player on your iPhone, then just scroll on up and hit that review button on this episode. I would love for you to do that right now, straight after listening to this show. I really appreciate you and thank you for that. 
So that's it for this week. And once again, don't forget to join in next Tuesday as we continue YouTube month here in July 2019. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through online video and YouTube. So thanks for joining me, guys. I'll be back with you next week.